Hello, it is 7.30 in New York, 1.30 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 6.30 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. Now raise your hand if you've ever asked yourself, ah, what's my purpose? Go to sleep at night, wondering if you're ever going to find your purpose or maybe if it'll find you. If you have been in my community for a while, you know that I put a stop to all this talk about finding purpose and instead ask people to listen for impact. Like, where do you feel called to make an impact in your own life, in your health, in the lives of others, or maybe for a cause that really lights you up? Because I do believe that purpose should not be like finding a needle in the haystack. And I also know it's not like the purpose fairy is going to drop by one day and tap you on the shoulder, right? We have to live toward our purpose. And that might be even when you don't have a clue what that would look like. I get that. This week is a second part of a month-long focus on purpose. I want to focus on all month because it's so dang important. (laughs) You know, from my other episodes, that lack of purpose is life-threatening. It is important for you if you're feeling that hunger for purpose to pay attention, right? Last episode, 242, we talked about loving and leaving well. Amel Deregi shared how she was able to live on purpose even in the hardest transitions. Right. So this is important. And I am dedicating an entire five day purpose challenge inside my free private Facebook community just so we can hunker down and do more together. And I'll say more at the end of the episode, but check it out in the show notes and sign up because I want you to be part of it. That's all starting mid September. Okay. Now it's time for us to dive deeper with purpose. And I can't think of a better person to have us join today than Dr. Rachel Pope. This is a woman who can give some truth behind what it really takes to live toward your purpose. Dr. Rachel Pope is an obstetrician and gynecologist. She works in the Department of Urology with an appointment in the Department of Reproductive Biology at the University Hospitals Cleveland Medical Center. She is fellowship trained in global women's health, and she specifically focuses on childbirth injuries like obstetric fistula in sub-Saharan Africa. She's got all kinds of other additional training, but everything is centered around female sexual health. What is amazing about Dr. Rachel goes way beyond her technical academic training and surgical skills. What is amazing about Rachel is that she is able to share transparently, humbly, and courageously on what it really takes to live on purpose. Find out yourself in this interview. So welcome to Expat Happy Hour, Rachel. It's a pleasure for you to join us today. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. You're the head of a division and you've been doing deep work in global health. That's when you and I first met. How did you get to where you are today? 
Yeah, I mean, it was certainly not by following any traditional trajectory. <laughs> um, what I do is not something that I saw anybody doing when I was a medical student. Um, it's not even its own, you know, really established division or subfield in its, of itself. I kind of do a combination of things. Um, but I, I love childbirth. You know, I knew I wanted to help women give birth. And that's what brought me to women's health. And when I started studying and going to medical school, I became really interested in women's issues from a feminist perspective. Um, and so that started branching not only from, from childbirth, but also other gynecological issues and reproductive health issues. So I knew as I was in my, basically when I was in medical school, that I wanted to do gynecology and obstetrics. Um, so I went into training for obstetrics and gynecology. and. I had found out about this issue of obstetric fistula, which mostly affects women living in sub-Saharan Africa, some parts of the Middle East and Asia too. Um, but basically, it's the poorest of the poor women who really need a cesarean section or need some sort of intervention because during labor, their baby is literally stuck. Mm -hmm. um, and because they don't get that help, they end up with these severe pelvic floor injuries. Um, oh, so sometimes- terrible. Yeah. Injury to the bladder, injury to the vagina. Um, it's just a mess. So I knew I wanted to dedicate my career towards learning how to fix those, learning how to prevent them um, and have kind of a social justice orientation of, of you know, my gynecological surgery. So that's what led my career for, you know, pretty much until now. Um, so I got the training to, to learn how to do that by doing a fellowship in Malawi because, you know, it just doesn't happen to the same extent in the U.S. as it does in, in these other countries where women are not getting access to care. So I had to go to one of those countries and learn how to fix those um, injuries. So that was in Malawi. I spent two years there learning and training. And then I spent two additional years, you know, continuing that work. Um, I'm going to so pause I, you there for a second. So yeah. you had you ever lived abroad before that or done any practice in other areas? I did. So when I was in high school, I was desperate to live abroad. My my sisters are about a decade older than me. I have three older sisters, 10, 9, and 8 years older. And they were traveling the world, you know, doing their college time abroad. And these, these all these different trips were happening when I was significantly younger. So I was eager to go mm -hmm. see the world myself. So when I was in high school, I was um, set upon doing a study abroad program, but I didn't realize how expensive they were. So I eventually found um, an exchange program that was government sponsored to kind of continue friendly relationships between Germany and the U.S. Um, so I went to Germany for my senior year of high school. And then I came back and went to college and then I spent the summer in Ghana. You know, I just from that point, mm -hmm. I tried to use as many chunks of time, whether it was a summer vacation um, or a research project in college. I went to Brazil. You know, I tried to. I tried to travel because I was okay. That yeah. puts it in perspective because I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> you just left for the first time and landed in Malawi. Um, oh, so, okay. So you got to Malawi and yeah. you're doing your thing. Did you, how did you feel when you got there and you were actually doing the thing you well, went to school I mean, it to took do? A while. I, it took a while of sitting in the back seat and proving myself because, you know, time after time I would, I would, find a surgeon who was experienced in, in fixing these fistulas or these injuries. 
And they're wondering, well, what do I from the U.S., you know, what do I have in this? What do, why do I want to be here? Um, I'm just going to go back to the U.S. You know, I'm not going it, to. It's really hard to find people who really are going to spend a significant portion of their life, um, you know, coming back to sub-Saharan Africa and taking care of these women. So it's it's challenging to find someone who wants to invest in training you. So, so I, I think that's a, I, I'm going to interrupt you here for a second because yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. really important for people to hear, especially when we're talking about purpose, yes. right? You you had this goal, you went through medical school, which is no small matter. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. found a way to get to Malawi and mm-hmm. and practice and work, yeah. Yeah. and you being a doctor are now already taking a back seat, right? I think this is. Yeah. What people don't understand, all they see is now and how successful you are and mm-hmm. the shiny things, but they don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Tell me how that felt to have to do that when you're, you're really clear on your purpose, who you want to help and how you want to do it, but it wasn't flowing. It wasn't happening automatically. Well, I mean, of course, there's some natural frustration where I felt like, hey, why I don't need to sit in the back and watch like I could be helpful. I could at least assist or I could, you know, let put me in there, you know, kind of feeling like put me mm-hmm. in there, coach. Let me, let me get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I also respected the fact that everywhere I went, a local surgeon should take priority because you never know what might happen in my life. And that local surgeon is that's their home. And so if they have the skills, no matter what, they're going to use them more than, than I potentially will. So even if it's like that potential, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that potential, I just knew even just culturally that I, I had to take a backseat. And then I found that if I was, you know, kind of willing to observe and came to this as a, as a humble surgeon and not as an egotistical surgeon, that, you know, then people were willing to let me get involved more. Um, and it was that persistence, I guess, that rewarded mm-hmm. me um, and commitment. I mean, it's more commitment than anything. Just just kind of showing, no, this is something that I feel passionate about. I'm willing to put in the time. I've already put in this amount of time. And that kind of built my credentials as I went along. So what I'm hearing is willingness to invest the time, mm-hmm. the energy, mm-hmm. and there's a level of patience and humility here that I'm hearing in the story, right? What have you learned about purpose as you've been living it? Oh, that's a that's a big question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's actually helped me as as I've becoming more senior in this field. And I'm still not necessarily senior, but I'm, you know, I'm coming along my, my career. I get approached by a lot of students, a lot of other trainees, a lot of other medical students and, um, and residents. And they are really, you know, really passionate, really eager, want to do something to make this world better. And I think my experience has helped me work with them and guide them and also, you know, ask the right questions, not, not to put them on the spot or to make them feel badly, but just to kind of probe and help them figure out what their purpose is. Because I think we all get fired up about certain things, but also recognizing where, where our skills are and what's realistic for us. And, you know, looking at the larger picture of, of social justice in this world Mm -hmm. and medicine in this world, you know, we don't, we're not all meant to do the same thing and figuring out my purpose and reflecting on my, my past has helped me a lot. I think with, 
new trainees and younger surgeons that approach me right, and trying to help guide them. So the bigger picture seems really important, especially when yeah. things are hard, right? When you want to yeah. give up. Yes, exactly. So we met back in 2017. I'm really curious, what was it that led you to reach out at that time? Yeah. Okay. So I had been a trainee taking the backseat, right? For two years in Malawi. And all of a sudden I finished my program. I had proved myself, so to speak. And I was being offered the position as medical director of the hospital <laughs> that was repairing fistulas where I had been training. And I recognized this was a huge jump, you know, and a lot of it was about opportunity. A lot of it was at the right time and the right place. And I wanted to grab that. I, you know, there was no way I was going to turn down that opportunity. But I also realized as a foreign young woman who had been seen as the trainee to all the employees, you know, whether it was a, a co-surgeon or a, a nurse or the cleaning person, they all knew I was a visitor and a trainee. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to be kind of a, a boss. And so I was intimidated about that transition and knew there were so many cultural issues too, um, that some that I probably wasn't even aware of or really thinking about because I was American in Malawi. And I knew I needed help to be intentional about it and to make that transition smooth. So I reached out to a life coach that I had worked with previously. And she's like, you know what? You need to talk to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's what it. I found you. So we started to work together. That was through Year of Transformation. Yes. What did you think was going to happen in our work together? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I probably thought of it more as like therapy. <laughs> like this is going to be like, this is going to be me like venting all the issues and someone like kindly listening to me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how productive it would, it would be. Um, and how, you know, task oriented and I mean, even having things that, that were tangible. Um, mm -hmm. tangible, I guess, deliverables really. Right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting kind of someone to help like hold my hand psychologically through the process. Mm -hmm. And what were some of the deliverables that came out oh that my you didn't God. expect? So many. I mean, I had ideas of what I wanted to accomplish in that year. Um, through a mentorship program, I was starting at the hospital through research programs that I was continuing there. But having it all mapped out, I mean, I think in our very first session, that's what you had me do was just, just kind of dump out everything I wanted for that year and then prioritize it and schedule it. And that was a huge exercise for me that I had never done before. I've always been a list person. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I have lists all over my house. But this was like a very intentional master mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. um, and so the coolest thing about it, you know, then you had me break it down into schedules and the months and, and we would look back and see how I was checking off the boxes. Mm -hmm. And that was so freaking cool. Um, so seeing, oh yeah, this was a, a project I was working on. Oh, Hey, it's published now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. no? Or like, oh, this is somebody I'm, I'm trying to, um, mentor a little bit. Look what they're doing now. You know, just seeing mm -hmm. that like tangible results was not what I expected at all. And that was, that's exciting. That was awesome. I love that's it. why I've never been able to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people I'm like hotel California. Once you <laughs> enter, you can never leave. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but like in a really good way. <laughs> yes, in a really good way. No, it's not <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself in this process? Mm, I mean, 
okay, so I've, I've realized that I'm obsessed with work, right? And that my career is a lot of my identity because I would get into sessions with you and be like, so what's going on? And it would just be all about my work. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Sunday does know that I'm married. She knows that I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the places where I needed the most help and the most guidance and direction was, you know, was in Mm -hmm. work. And so I feel like that was one thing that I noticed, but you were also really helpful in, in helping me be intentional about my time Mm -hmm. and making sure that I wasn't getting too off balanced. And that's still a big part of our, my sessions with you too, I think is like being, being healthy and well-balanced. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that became apparent to me. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't consider myself a workaholic, but it's definitely occupies a lot of mm-hmm. my brain. Well, I mean, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Because it's so connected to your purpose. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I've watched is I have watched you, even though it might have helped you be more effective in reaching your goals, the positive ripple effect has had other positive ripple effects yeah. in your yeah. health and family and all those things. So far, it sounds like this is pretty easy, right? Like you just, you call me and then we can do these things and then you get deliverables. But we know, we know that transformation and really living a life on purpose Mm -hmm. isn't always easy breezy. No, not at all. Right. So what do people need to know that you've learned in terms of what to expect? You've got to invest the time. I mean, it's not just about showing up for the hour session with you. It's about setting time aside to actually work on the things that we just told you we want to see happen, (laughs) right? It just doesn't, it's just not enough to show up. um, And I think that's, you know, that's fantastic. Like that's, if, if someone is hiring you or working with you on these things, it's because they want to achieve certain goals. Um, but yeah, you do have to put in the work to achieve them. And, um, I don't know, I feel like you didn't, you never gave us like crazy assignments or a crazy amount of homework. It's just about actually like keeping yourself accountable and there's adjustments. I feel like that, um, there's bumps in the roads and there's things that come up that change priorities, but, um, it does require still quite a bit of effort on your own side. If you want to see the the results. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the things, you know, before we hopped on and recorded, I mentioned to you, I think it's really important for people to see who are living on purpose and are successful that there's, there's work behind that. And like you said, commitment behind that accountability support. Mm -hmm. When, when was it hard? Um, oh my gosh, the transitions that were not expected, you know, going through difficulties with my employer, trying to figure out, you know, things where certain relationships seemed to be steady and then took a turn in different directions I didn't expect. That's when things were hard, you know, just the unpredictable things. But I feel like you equipped me with so many tools. I don't know. It's, it was hard, but manageable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's times when, you know, it, all of, all of the things, <laughs> all of the, the work that or I guess the tools that you have helped me to learn, they require time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to set aside time to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember having calls with you and being like, yeah, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I'm like, oh, I can just hear it. Hear your voice in my head. If you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> 
you know, like I realizing how true that was that life was busy and I had to schedule it and I had to put, you know, quality time with my husband in the calendar and mm-hmm. on his calendar too, you know, on our shared mm-hmm. calendar. Yeah. Um, and I have to put in time to schedule the next week or the next month in my calendar. Um, because otherwise life is just so busy and it will swamp you mm-hmm. or swamp me, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. Um, so that's when things are hard, when it's unpredictable, unpredictable and you feel like there's just no time. Yeah. And you said the word intentional twice. Yeah. It's yeah, about being intentional thing. instead of just letting yeah. things fly forward. Yeah. Yes. Um, right. And that is, this is the thing, um, I try to talk to people about that, you know, I believe we live in this kind of overnight success culture, um, mm-hmm. fast results and I'm not having it. Like, no, no. that's, you know, it's so easy to eat lettuce for three days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Right. (laughs) Right. But to become the person who craves healthy food is something else. Totally different. Right. Mm -hmm. And people do, and people want it easy. And I'm just like, that's not how this works. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Right. But you can also enjoy it. Like we have fun. (laughs) Totally. totally. Yes. And you can um, enjoy the process. That's all that. But I also think it's really important. That's why I wanted to also talk to you about it today, because I think it's important to um, pull the curtain back on what it really means to live your life on purpose, what it really means to what it takes to get there. Right. Yeah. Here's what's coming up for me as you say this is I, I wanted to say, you know, I'm so lucky that I love what I do and that this is easy because I want to spend time with this. But then I, I it's not because I'm lucky. We should all be doing what we love to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing what you love to do, then you need to do something else. <laughs> because right. right. Like if that if the work that it requires to put in to be successful in what you're doing is painful or, you know, like really too much like too too painful or or too hard then you probably are not loving what you're doing mm-hmm. right I mean, right and not everybody is career oriented i i can see that so maybe you know maybe it's not applicable or maybe it's not a, not fair for me to say that but i feel like it's it's not even about being lucky. If you just, if you are doing the right thing that's meant for you in this life, right. then the work that goes into being successful at it should not be, you know, painful. Because here's the thing, um, doing another thing is also hard work, yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. So you yeah. could be doing something else that's completely off purpose for someone totally. else's purpose and you're yeah. going to have to invest the time. Exactly. Yep. Right. So you might as well, this is why I always tell people when, when they're in the transformation phase and we're doing the dreaming and scheming, Yes. you know, you better be careful what you're dreaming for and that it's really in alignment with who you are, because otherwise you're going to have to do the hard work and it's someone else's dream. Like it, you know right. what I mean? Right. Right. And I think, I mean, I feel like I'm somebody who I just can't fake it. Like I mm-hmm. can't do something that I'm not interested in. It just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. And maybe maybe there are people who can, or they, they're not as in tune with their own, with even just what, who they are. And so then I would say, okay, take it back a step and work mm-hmm. on defining right. who you are and what you want. Right. Exactly. Because it's worth it. Yes. Because it'll, it. it'll change the trajectory of everything you do from now on. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was there ever a moment where you really doubted yourself? 
Oh, for sure. Every day. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I'll share with your listeners, like the mantra that you, you gave me was, I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> right? Like I had to tell myself mm-hmm. every day for a while, I'm a grown ass woman. Because <laughs> in medicine, we are trainees forever. And hierarchy is so strong mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I was in my 30s and feeling like I'm still a kid. I have to ask permission. And is this okay? Can I do it like this? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, like I I feel like having to internalize that and mm-hmm. see myself as from the outside perspective. Yeah, it was it was necessary, but also a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, but necessary. I needed to do that. And I'm sure there's a lot of other grown ups women out there mm-hmm. who still need to do that completely right how could we not how could we not grow up with our with you know patriarchal tendencies and structures Uh and not have to work through that right right? I mean it's it's part of the course yeah I love that expression. That was uh, actually, by the way, that was you who, bre- who, who, who came to that. I just noticed it and we took it out oh, from the coaching session. Really? That's funny. I, I always get so much credit, but it's actually, you were the one really doing the work. <laughs> so that is so interesting. So I'm curious. So we're talking about purpose. Yeah. I shared with you, I, when I asked you if you would mind joining me to share your journey, I shared with you why it's important to me, right? Mm-hmm. That, and this is something I didn't know if you knew already, but not necessarily. Yeah. Not really. So I'll it's say really it to, I'll say it for the listeners because yeah. they don't, they don't know, but one of, and I might've said this in other forums before, but I, even though I am public, like a mm-hmm. podcast or I actually don't want to be the star out front, right? I want to be the one behind the star, Right. And so for yeah. me and my purpose, my, the way I'm designed every single personality assessment, every single quiz that you can do, that's actually reputable from psychology, yeah. all yeah. of it says that I am built to co-create with others for purpose oh, and transformation. And it is, it is really interesting. And, and I felt like I stumbled upon it, but actually I think it's just, I realize now it's who I am. Yeah. And yeah. so when, especially when you, I remember the moment when you emailed me, I'm almost getting a little Mm -hmm. bit emotional when I think about it because when I saw what you did, when I knew that you were supporting underserved women who were already underserved (laughs) and then in this, this very, very critical phase of life. And I knew that when, by working with you, you would amplify how you were showing up at the world. I was like, yes. Because, because I can't do that. I can't perform surgery, right? I can't be in all of these areas. And that is why I do what I do. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's, and I don't know if you, if you realize that, um, or. No, I mean, I guess I could have stopped and thought about it for a while, but I mean, not really. Cause I, yeah. We mm-hmm. talk too much about me on our calls. <laughs> well, that's like, that's what we should be doing. But I, I think that's. And no, that, but I'm so grateful to mm-hmm. to hear that that it helps. I don't know. That makes me feel great. Like mm-hmm. all the feels and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious how that impacts people when they when they realize you know this mm-hmm. is by 
partnering with people like you. Yeah. And, and it doesn't yeah. have to be someone like you who's making this massive impact. It can also be a woman who feels stuck and right. just wants to have more joy in her life, right? It doesn't right. have to be something even that the outside society would deem you know, anything that, that really lights me up. Um, and that's why I bring the energy that I do because, because it's a match. All right. So because we could talk about this forever and I'm just going to start getting all verklempt. <laughs> Any last words that you have for people who, maybe for the people mm -hmm. who feel like, I don't know, can I have purpose? Can I live on purpose? Can, you know, is it worth it? Like what advice do you have for people who are questioning yeah. that? I mean, I think for sure, if you're questioning, if you can have purpose, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're questioning what is your purpose or, you know, are you, are you serving the right purpose? Do you need to reevaluate then? I mean, start, start working on this internal reflection. And I don't know if it's a year of transformation for everyone or what exactly. I mean, I know Sunday, you offer so many different things, but I think you, you need some internal reflection to figure out what it is that you want to, to leave behind in this world and what you want to spend your time doing. And regardless of what that is, I mean, it's worth it's worth being intentional about that. That's the word that keeps coming up. Like living a life with intention, it, regardless of what you do, is going to be um, so much deeper and richer and more fulfilling than just kind of going along mm -hmm. with life and letting life happen to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So spend the time, you know, invest in, in that because it's really an, an investment in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So intention is coming up. Yeah. Reflection is coming mm -hmm. up. Whether or not you need support, some people can do this yeah. on their own and they've got it. Totally. Other people um, do it better or differently, richer yeah. when they've got support by their side. Yeah. Um, and don't be ashamed of that. I mean, I've mm -hmm. found that like I need that. Um, and I, you know, that has been so helpful for me to have someone like you Sunday through every transition. And we were joking about this earlier. I just have a lot of transitions in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel yeah. like my whole life, you know, constantly how many countries that. have we spoken from? Right. <laughs> right. Several. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you know, transitions are hard. Like this is one of the things that we do learn in medicine is to, to ask our patients in the last year, have you relocated? Have you lost a family member or a close friend? Have you started a new job or lost a job? These sort of like large life transitions impact people. Mm -hmm. And if any of those things, I mean, all of us have just been through all and through, are still all of going those. through, right? All of them. One of those plus a pandemic. Right. Or all of those. Or all of them together. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's true. And we, I think we have to realize that that requires work and requires time to, to process through. And if you can process through on your own, that's great. But I, I love processing through a mm -hmm. Sunday, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I mean, just having, having an objective person, I mm -hmm. think is really helpful. Absolutely. I mean, I do the same thing. People who are really excelling people who are high performers have support, especially like you said, during tough times, um, during transitions, mm -hmm. those are the important pivot points.
Okay, Rachel, so for those who are really interested in your perspective on female sexual health and this slant with social justice and all of the things that you do, where can they best follow you? Um, probably Twitter is the easiest way. Um, and my handle is at Dr. R. Pope. No punctuation there. Um, so that's probably the easiest way. You can also check out our hospital website, University Hospitals, Urology Institute, and the Female Sexual Health is, is the division that I'm the chief of. Wonderful. We'll make sure that we put it in the show notes so people can keep abreast on all of the important things that you are talking about. Thank you. All right. How amazing is Dr. Rachel? It's been such a gift to have her share really behind the scenes what it takes to live toward your purpose. That sort of diligence, courage, humility, intention, all of it. It was important for me to have Dr. Rachel Hope on today because sometimes when we see someone who's successful, we think it's because they're lucky or because, I don't know, they're just super smart and different from us. And But what we don't see is that they did the work, right? They started with a hope to make an impact on their own lives and the lives of others. And then they took the first step, getting curious, like, what could that be? And then what would be the first step in terms of actually doing the work? And what kind of support do I need? And what do I do when I want to give up? All of those things are part of the journey. And again, I mentioned at the top of our episode, but if you're hungry to add more purpose and meaning in your life, then definitely check out our five-day purpose challenge going on in September 2021 inside Expats on Purpose. The link is in the show notes. The other thing you might have noticed during this episode is you've heard how Year of Transformation shifted a lot for Rachel, right? So just for you as a listener for Expat Happy Hour, I wanted to let you know that you're right now the first to know to hear that the doors are opening for Year of Transformation applications. I only guarantee 10 spots a year because I give my all to my clients in a very high touch coaching program all year long to help you really get clear on what would that look like living on purpose? What would the transformation look like for you if you got to ask for everything, right? So that's what we do together. Check out the show notes and apply and we can see if this is the right fit for you so you can be celebrating your year of transformation this time next year. You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words of Jillian Michaels. Transformation isn't a future event. It's a present day activity. <laughs>